Did you know that childhood relationships influence you for the rest of your life? Everyone knows that your parents shape much of who you become as an adult. Your personality, morals, and outlooks on life all stem from your parents, whether you agree with them or not. The reasoning for this is that when you're a young child, your parents or caretakers are the primary influence in your life, and they thus shape the development of your attachment style. From there, your attachment style can predict your behavior even into adult life. Specifically, attachment styles have the ability to influence how you create, maintain, and terminate romantic relationships. My name is Taylor Copa. I'm Lindsay Narney. And I'm Rebecca Norton. Today, my colleagues and I will define the four main attachment styles and explain the behavioral tendencies of each. We will discuss the link between attraction and the creation of romantic relationships, as well as the stability and health of the relationships in relation to the attachment styles of each partner. We will explore the benefits of understanding and utilizing knowledge of one's own and one's partner's attachment style. Finally, we will discuss a case study showing the application of each attachment style. He discovered that in the first three months of life, an infant is in the pre-attachment stage. They tend to not have a preference for any particular caregiver, nor do they have a fear of strangers. They begin to develop signals such as smiling or crying to attract the attention of their caregiver. At six weeks to seven months, they're in the indiscriminate stage. Here, their preference to a particular caregiver begins to develop. Trust is also formed at this time. From there until 11 months of age, infants are in the discriminate stage. They have clear preference towards a particular caregiver and they begin to show symptoms of separation anxiety and they also develop a fear of strangers. After 11 months, multiple attachments are able to form. In this stage, attachment to other people beyond their primary and secondary caregivers are able to develop. From this research, he developed the idea of attachment styles and created four major styles. The first style Bowlby defined is the secure attachment style. This style is identified by low levels of avoidance and anxiety. People who identify with this pattern typically communicate well with others, trust their partners, and manage emotions well. The second style Bowlby defined was anxious. The anxious style is categorized by low levels of avoidance and high levels of anxiety. People that fit this pattern's criteria desire a romantic relationship, however, there are high levels of insecurity revolving around the relationship. The third style Bowlby defined was avoidant. Avoidant individuals exhibit high avoidance and low anxiety. People that demonstrate this pattern have difficulty forming close bonds with others. They tend to be very self-sufficient due to the fact that they struggle with trusting others. Lastly, the fourth style proposed by Bowlby was disorganized. The disorganized pattern is a mix of anxious and avoidant with high levels of anxiety and avoidance. People with high levels of, of avoidance and high levels of anxiety tend to have unresolved life events or prior trauma. Because of this, many people with a disorganized attachment style suffer from one or multiple forms of mental illness. One large factor in attachment styles and their development is the presence of abuse and neglect in a person's home life. Nearly 700,000 children are abused annually in just the U.S. alone, and four out of five of those abusers are the child's parents. 
This kind of cruel behavior towards a child has a large impact on their development and tends to affect behavior even into adulthood. This kind of life-altering event can affect how one creates and maintains trust, which has a large impact on relationships of all kinds, but especially romantic relationships later in life. Researcher Finzi concluded in his research done in 2001 that children who have been abused for many years and from an early age may adopt the same coping strategies later in life and expect the same or similar maltreatment in new relationships. If a child is submitted to a traumatic, unstable upbringing, it will affect their lives for years to come. And now my colleague Lindsay will continue this discussion. Now that we have defined attachment theory and discussed how attachment styles and relationships throughout childhood influence adult relationships, let's examine a case study. The character Grant Ward in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television show presents a real-life example of how relationships and trauma during childhood can carry over into adulthood. Ward also exhibits an anxious avoidant attachment style which is supported by his history of trauma. In short, the television show follows the Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Corporation, a peacekeeping and spy agency in a world of aliens and superheroes. At the beginning of the show, Ward is introduced as a new agent and quickly incorporates himself into the team. However, further into the show, it is revealed that he is working undercover for Hydra, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s enemy. Throughout the show, Ward kidnaps, backs, habs, tortures, and kills the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents with the facade that he is not Hydra. He leads the other characters on, living a fake life. Ward's actions and relationships in his adult life are rooted in his childhood experiences. His parents were neglectful and his older brother was abusive and forced him to beat up his younger brother on multiple occasions. Then, as an already damaged child, he was recruited into Hydra by John Garrett, a man who became like a father figure for him. However, their relationship was not healthy because Garrett was manipulative and destroyed what was left of his emotions. He even forced Ward to go as far as killing his dog. Garrett turned Ward into a cold-hearted soldier, making it much easier for him to hurt others like he had been hurt before. Ward's negative attachment experiences snowballed into the next throughout his life. The abuse he experienced when he was very young left him feeling lonely and unloved. He then found security in Garrett, who further neglected him while emotionally scarring him further. Then, when he got into S.H.I.E.L.D., he easily created fake relationships and lies about everything. His ancient avoidance style is evident through his lack of getting close to people in present time and lack of trust. Also, Ward's struggle with fostering genuine emotional relationships can be seen in the scene in which him and the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. are looking at an assessment of the last three missions. Ward scored top grades for combat, highest marks for espionage, but for people skills, the director read the grader drew a little poop with knives sticking out of it. This supports the claim that individuals with unresolved life events or prior trauma experience problems with relationships. When it comes to aggressive physical or technical activities, Ward excels, but when the task requires being human and emotional, he struggles. Overall, the character Grant Ward in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. provides an example of how the relationships that one experiences during childhood affect relationships and actions in adulthood. Let's get back into some of the current research on attachment theory. One part of attachment theory is how different attachment styles affect attraction and romantic relationships. Current articles about attraction break the different attachment styles into three main types, secure, avoidant, and anxious. Research on the relationships between attachment styles and attraction come from three basic hypotheses. The attachment security hypothesis says that people prefer to be with people that make them feel secure. This trend is the most common. 
The second most popular is the anxious style, and the avoidant comes last as the least popular. This was found by Holmes and Johnson in 2009 and Ladiman and Davis in 1996. The similarity hypothesis predicts that people prefer to have partners with a similar attachment style to their own. This means that both partners should have similar expectations for the relationship. Lastly, the complementary hypothesis says that people prefer partners that confirm their current negative expectations on past experiences. For example, an anxious individual would be attracted to avoidant partners because they would confirm their expectations that partners are distant in relationships. Goodboy and Bulkin's research on attachment styles agrees with the findings of a study done by Zhang Smith and Levine in 2002. They examined negative maintenance behaviors in relationships and specifically studied the communication patterns in romantic relationships after one partner was dishonest and termination of the relationship was threatened. A quote from them states, Competing relationships, sexual behavior, betraying confidence, unexplained loss of contact or closeness, change in personality slash value, and deception are the most common reasons for relationship termination. Looking back at Goodboy and Bulkin's findings, it becomes clear, assuming Jang's findings are true, that relationships that are comprised of individuals with a disorganized, anxious, or avoidant attachment style are going to experience more terminations than relationships comprised of only secure partners, because those attachment styles all have behavioral tendencies that align with actions that tend to lead to relationship termination. Secure attachment style individuals are more likely than members of the other attachment style groups to discuss issues in the relationship. Once again, these findings agree with Goodboy and Bulkin, who theorize relationships with two partners with secure attachment styles would be the healthiest and longest lasting, while relationships that involve one or more partner with one of the other attachment styles tend to have more conflict and struggle with communication. And now my colleague Rebecca will take over. But what is the point of understanding attachment styles and their effects on a relationship? Firstly, it is important to understand that while attachment styles don't dictate exact actions you or your partner will take, they are very good predictors of behavioral tendencies and patterns in communication. Secondly, understanding attachment styles goes past understanding your partner and can actually help you understand yourself. Feeney, in 1990, stated, Attachment theory emphasizes the influence of interrelated mental models of self and of relationships in the continuity of attachment style. Hence, it seems likely that self-esteem is closely linked to attachment style. It is just as important to understand yourself in a relationship as it is to understand your partner. By knowing what your attachment style is, you can find what behavior tendencies you might have that aren't so healthy, and find actions to replace them. Being honest with you about who you are also allows you to be more easily open with your partner. In the words of Phyllis Bukalgi, to love others you must first love yourself. By understanding, knowing, and coming to love yourself, you can begin to figure out how to love your partner. Equally as important as knowing and understanding one's own attachment style is doing the same with your romantic partner's attachment style. Attachment styles play into many parts of a person's psyche and affects their behavior patterns, specifically how they use positive and negative maintenance behaviors when managing a relationship. By understanding the attachment styles of yourself and your partner, it helps to better navigate the ups and downs of your relationship. Guerrero found in his 2006 research that attachment style differences in relational outcomes such as satisfaction and trust may partly be explained by variability in the maintenance behavior people with different attachment styles use. Essentially, each attachment style will use a different maintenance behavior, and those behaviors will affect the satisfaction and sustainability of a relationship. 
By understanding you and your partner's attachment styles, you can predict what these behaviors will be and thus be able to better understand your partner's behavior if it suddenly changes or if a conflict arises. While knowing why a partner may engage in one of these behaviors doesn't prevent or dismiss the issues that come with these behaviors, especially the negative ones, knowing is the first step to understanding. The six typical negative maintenance behaviors that someone will use in a relationship, according to Good Boys 2017 research, are jealousy induction, avoidance, spying, infidelity, destructive conflict, and allowing control. Different attachment styles tend towards one or several of these behaviors when conflict arises. If your partner is predisposed to act in one of these ways, you can discuss and correct these behaviors before they happen and before they're able to damage a relationship. By knowing your partner, knowing yourself, what you fear, and what actions people may take when they fear, you can better respond to cause the least amount of stress to the relationship as possible in any given situation. Relationships are work and require both parties to collaborate to solve problems. Understanding each other's attachment styles can aid in this process to maintain a romantic relationship or to make a current relationship more intimate. But what does all of this mean? We know that attachment styles are a long-studied way to categorize human tendencies and behavior, and while research is still coming out on how one attachment style can affect relationships, based on the current information, we can take away several important notions. Firstly, attachment styles are often good predictors of behavioral tendencies. Your behavior will generally reflect the tendencies of a certain style that you developed as an adolescent. Furthermore, attachment styles can guess what your needs will be in a relationship, as well as what needs you'll be able to fulfill for your partner. Research on the needs of certain attachment styles can hypothesize which attachment style pairings would likely create healthy, functioning relationships that would leave both partners satisfied, and which pairings would be likely to end in toxic relationships, or simply unsatisfactory ones. It also proves the importance of understanding and utilizing knowledge of attachment styles. It allows for better relational maintenance by prevention of negative maintenance behaviors, assists in gaining a better understanding of self, which in turn leads to a more fulfilling relationship. With all of this, you can understand how to help yourself create or maintain a healthier, more sustainable romantic relationship.